The Long Box Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Get ready for a surprise! Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the art sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. And this series of mini-podcasts made exclusively for our Crusaders Club members is coming at you with the initial episode. So if you're listening to this on our Longbox Crusade public feed, that means the Crusaders Club heard this episode weeks ago. Now, if you want to get on the early listening, among with the many other perks of being a Crusaders Club member, just go to Patreon.com and search Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you too can join the Crusade. But now, let's get back to the show. On this show, I literally surprise attack my guest. They have no idea what's going on even at this exact moment. So here's the deal. I have two local stores, Burks and TJ Maxx, and they both occasionally carry those $5 grab bags of comics that contains five older comics. Now, I've acquired a grab bag today, and I'm springing it on my guest, which is Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. Welcome to the surprise attack, DJ Cristados. You can come off mute now. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I'm totally surprised here. Ooh, I didn't know what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> and he's not kidding. I just texted him today and asked if we could Skype for a little bit. He said, sure. He had no idea he was walking into a new show on his own dang network. <laughs> I did not know. I'm totally surprised. Woohoo! Just for that, dear, I'm going to do a heart here. Heart. Oh, thanks for that heart. <laughs> heart. <laughs> oh, he, just, he put a, a heart via Skype just for me. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Get fired huh? up. I am. Woo! <laughs> fired up. Well, here's what we're going to do. Okay. okay. I'm going to bust open this bag that I'm holding in my hand. Okay. And Pat and I are going to give our thoughts on each of the five issues. Just quick thoughts. And then we'll score each issue on a scale of one to five on just how motivated we'd be to read it, just based off of what we pull out of the bag. And then we'll crown one of the issues in this bag as champion of the bag. Are you fired okay. up, Pat? Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up to be a champion of the bag. Do I got to <laughs> take notes? No, that's the beauty of Grab Bag Surprise Attack, man. Okay. Are you reeling? Are you on your heels? Or are you ready to go? Uh, well, hold on a second. Since we're, uh, let me take my pants off here. So get my podcasting <laughs> get environment podcasting ready. Environment ready. You didn't even know you were going to be on a show. No, I didn't. I'm surprised here. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't even ready. So, yes. By the time this airs, everybody will know. But I had to swear Pat to secrecy. I'm recording with Jason tomorrow. Because I scored two crab bags today, actually. Oh, awesome. I'm hoping to find a third one so I can record with Delvin before I start to release them. So everybody will think they're the only ones that have done it so far. Okay. So let's get cracking. I'm going to open up the bag. What kind of bag is it? Is it plastic? It's is plastic it paper? Bag. Would you like to know what the two comics are? You know, we're going to start out with the oh. two comics that you can see. Okay, on the, the front and the back yeah, of it? Okay. on the front and the back. Okay, so starting with the one in the front, it is an issue of Ghost Rider. It's Ooh. Ghost Rider number 14. It's from June of 1991. This is when Howard Mackey was writing it, and Mark Teixeira was doing the pencils. Okay. And so it's from that era of Ghost Rider. So first question, this is the one from the front cover. Okay. Um, have you ever read it before? I've only read a few Ghost Riders from that era. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, Ghost Rider number 14, and for those of you at home maybe trying to remember, I'll give you just a quick cover description. It's, <laughs> it looks like every Ghost Rider cover you've ever seen <laughs> from the early 90s. But it says Johnny Blaze versus Ghost Rider, and it's got Ghost Rider bursting through a door on his motorcycle, whipping chain in hand. The chain's wrapping its leg around Johnny Blaze, who's in the foreground, shooting some of those. I think they're called Hellfire Shotguns at Ghost Rider as he's busting in. So that's what it looks like. It's very early 90s. It's the Ghost Rider that, mm-hmm. that, that you remember from the day, but you've never read issue 14. I've never read issue 14. Nope. And uh, how do you feel about Ghost Rider in general? It's a character that I've a little interest in, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think definitely would be interested in reading it to learn more about the Ghost Rider. Definitely. Okay. So I was a little excited when I saw it too. You know, I, I'm yeah. with you. Are you more of a fan? I, I'm not huge deep into Ghost Rider, but yeah. uh, I, it's one of those ones I'm not huge deep into it, but I wouldn't mind doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. so I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. So from Ghost Rider 14, just based on how you can feel inside, scale of one to five, how motivated would you be to give this a read? I'd give it a three. Okay. Yeah. Pat gives it a three. I think I'm a little more into it than you, so I was looking at a four on that. All right. I think it's just because I don't know a lot about the Ghost Rider. I don't know a ton about it either, but I'm intrigued. So, let's take a look at the one that I could see through the back of the crab bag that leaves three mystery books in there. The one on the back of the crab bag is Superman number 112 from June of 1996. Oh, okay. Triangle era. The Triangle era. Very good. It's uh, written by Dan Jurgens, penciled by Ron Friends. This is some very, very mid-90s Superman. Mm-hmm. The cover depicts Lois. I believe that's Lois. It looks like Lois wrapped up in Superman's cape, looking a little sad. And she's back-to-back with Superman, who's also looking sad. And it looks like some sort of picture of the two of them split down the middle. What it tells me is there may be some relationship troubles between Clark and Lois. So this is Superman 112, June 1996. Anything spring to mind for you? Have you read it? I have not read it interested in reading the triangle area of superman and this is definitely after he has died because he's got the long hair ah yes he does have the long hair on the cover so just your gut feeling one to to five one to five Mm -hmm. oh i'd give this a four definitely ah i already collect superman okay i probably own this issue i go with you i'm going four it's a good solid era. It's Dan Jurgens. You can't go mm-hmm. wrong. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. No. Nope. Especially, like I said, the triangle area was really cool. And it's something I've been trying to collect mm-hmm. a lot of, the triangle ones. I don't know, you know, because you surprised me. I can't tell you whether I got it in the <laughs> collection or not. You don't know because I surprised you. That's what Grab yeah. Bag Surprise Whoa. Attack is all about. Whoa. Watch out. Watch out now. Watch out. <laughs> hit me. <laughs> all right. Let's go in. We have three issues left. And the okay. five issue grab bag. The next one is Bishop, the last X-Man. And mm. it is from August of 2000. It's written by Joseph Harris and penciled by Georges Genty, who's one of the nicest guys okay. I've ever met. Georges and I have become friends uh, as I've met him several times on the convention scene. Good guy. Amazing penciler. Gentle George. Gentle gentle George's Genty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to Not me, George's Genty will always be the definitive... Well, it's hard to say that. I was going to say definitive artist on Superboy. Oh, okay. Tom Grummet really launched Superboy, and then George's Jenny took over several issues on sort of the back half of it. So the the two of them, I think, of Superboy. Uh, Mm. He's also kind of famous for the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. He did a lot of art on that. But we're not here to talk about that. We're talking about Bishop, The Last X-Man, number 11. Like I said, this is August of 2000. Have you read it? 
I've yeah. never read it. I didn't know he had his own. I've heard, you know, heard of Bishop. Mm-hmm. And I probably read a little bit, uh, some of Bishop in the X-Men comic back in the, you know, the 90s when they kind of relaunched that series with Jim Lee and uh, Chris S. Claremont. <laughs> Esquire. But yeah, interesting cover. Yeah, I, I didn't describe it, did I? I probably should. Yeah. Bishop's in the lower left-hand corner. He's in a defensive stance holding a pretty large knife, Bowie knife-style knife. And there appears to be several different, almost ghost-like apparitions attacking him yeah. from the top right. Don't know what's going on there, but it's intriguing. And the art looks nice. Of course, it's George's Jenny, so you can't, you can't go wrong. Cover's inked by Carl Story, by the way. He's a fantastic inker. So it's a nice little one-two combination. But I'm, you know, you got to tell me. One to five interest One to level. five of my interest in reading this one. Bishop? Well, I wouldn't knock it off of the bed stand <laughs> if it was there. <laughs> or I wouldn't put it at the bottom of it. Right. So I'm going to put it middle. Yeah? Going with a three. All right. Now, you know I have an anti-mutant bias. It's mm-hmm. not my, don't gravitate toward the mutant books. I don't really have anything against them, to be honest with you. Just when you read as many books as I did back in the day, you had to draw the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I, yep. so I cut out the mutant titles just because I was reading basically everything else. So I wouldn't go so far as to give it a one to say I'm not interested, but it wouldn't rank as high as some of the other stuff we've seen. So I'm going to give it a two. Ooh. Okay. I mean, I'll still read it. Yeah. So it's lower on your pile. Yeah. It's lower on my pile. Okay. Lower on my pile. We got two left and I don't know what they are because they're face down. Okay. Grab bag surprise attack surprises us all sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, looks like next up, I have a book called Beyond. It is number five from a six-issue miniseries from January of 2007. It's written by Dwayne McDuffie and drawn by Scott Collins. It's by Marvel? Okay. It is by Marvel. It's, uh, I don't know what's going on here. It's going to be hard for me to describe the cover because there's a lot going on. I can tell you more about the background and the foreground. The foreground, it looks like Booster Gold's about to make out with... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it looks like Booster Gold, but that ain't... <laughs> that's not the right universe. So I'm not sure who that is. It looks like he's about to kiss the Scarlet Witch. Mm. And in the background, it's like Wolverine is fighting Deathlock, and Venom is teamed up with Blue Beetle to fight the Grey Gargoyle <laughs> and Medusa. I don't know. I'm guessing. There's a lot going on. It's called Beyond with an exclamation point. I don't know, man. I've never read it. I've never read it. No, I've never even heard of it. i never even heard of it either. I'll tell you right now, unfortunately... Yeah. I'm not terribly jazzed about it. I think it's going to get my uh, get a one out of this bag. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I'm, eh, I kind of intrigue a little bit. So I'm, I'll go with the two okay. just to, you know, I'd open up the cover and if there's like previously or the story till now, right. Just to find a, get a little gist of what's happening. Does it have that? Oh, see, first, okay. First page as a, as a previously page. Oh, what's going on there? So Ooh. Pat is, looks like Venom is involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy's name is Henry Pym. It's Henry Pym in a different outfit. Oh, okay. He stole Booster Gold's outfit, apparently. And look at the guy on the, the left. It looks like a beetle. He does look like Blue Beetle, but his name is Gravity. Oh. That's, oh, that's been a way up down. <laughs> I was just going to make a similar joke. <laughs> that is Beyond, number five of a six-issue series from 2007. Uh, it may be good. I mean, just keep in mind, yeah. folks, that we're not judging the content. We're just the initial gut feeling from the grab bag. So that's what we have. Yeah, that's going to be a two for me. Two for me, one for Jared. And, and keep in mind, this is not like our other shows. Wasn't One doesn't mean you hated it. It just means well, I'm not that <laughs> jazzed to read it. Yeah. So like I said, it would be, you know, it's like when you get your comics. Mm-hmm. You, you make your little your stack. Pile, yeah, you make your little stack. Which ones you're ready to read mm-hmm. right away. 
the right away read or the well wait till later and it yeah I, I don't know how did would you do yours Jared when you would get your your weekly are you the type of person where you would save the best for last that you were waiting for or would you read it right away I guess all right I will tell you this much about Jared this probably gives you insight into my personality mm-hmm. neither I would stack them alphabetical. I would force them. Ah, okay. So it'd be highs and yep, lows. Some OCDs there. Yeah. I would do the same way too. Now I won't lie. If there was something like I can remember, like the uh, Bruce Fatal. Wayne fugitive yeah. storyline, mm-hmm. I was really interested in that. Actually, Batman had a good run. There was like Bruce Wayne murder, Bruce Wayne fugitive. Yeah. Basically, the Bat books bubbled to the top a lot in that era because even though it may not have been alphabetical, there may have been an amazing Spider-Man to put before that Batman. I mm-hmm. would uh, I'd bubble it up because I was so interested in the story, but that was rare. Yeah. I'd have to be really engaged for me to go out of my alphabetical. So the the bubbling up is your your five your four your fives. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, beyond <laughs> here, beyond number five. Now nah, he's on the bottom of the stack. <laughs> yeah, he'll still get red, but he's on the bottom of the stack. All right, last comic, my friend. Last comic. Last okay. comic. Here we go. Oh. We've got the Dark Stars from DC Comics, April oh, nineteen ninety three. They're like the Green Lanterns of the the opposite of the Green Lanterns, I think. Okay, you already know more about than I do. Michael Jan Friedman is the writer. Travis Cherist is the penciler. Scott Hanna on inks. I've met him before. Jim Belint did the breakdowns. He's famous for some Catwoman Mm. stuff. So sort of a hodgepodge of artists. There's finishes, breakdowns, this and that. But here we have Dark Stars, number seven, April 1993. Quick cover description has Magnum P.I. wearing a jacket with a backpack slung <laughs> over his shoulder. It does look. In the foreground. <laughs> Behind him is, I don't okay. know, like a mm-hmm. guy made out of chewing gum, I think, perhaps. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's got a Canadian symbol on his chest. Maybe it's Chewing Gum North Star is what I'm going to call him. To his right is a Selma Hayek, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then in the background, there's like, I don't know, I think that might be Iceman from Top Gun and a leotard. Mm. Not 100%. Nope. Uh, he looks mad. Bottom line, I don't know anything that's going on here. You mm. already know more. You said you knew something about Dark Stars. I know the Dark Stars. They did like a crossover with Green Lantern at the time mm-hmm. in the Green Lantern universe. So uh, I could be getting it all wrong, too. So I, it's been a long time since I've read any Dark Star. A long time. So I, I don't even know. Like I said, I know I have some in my collection uh-huh. because I was grabbing it and it might have been one of those where you had a crossover somewhere. So I grabbed the Dark Stars mm. part of my, when I was collecting Green Lantern at the time. It's uh, been a solid never since I've read Dark Stars. Never even heard of mm-hmm. it until I pulled it out of this bag. Oh. So you know what that mm. means. <laughs> Is that getting a one? <laughs> That's getting a, a one from Jared. Ah, but, really? Uh, it sounds like you got a little more for it. So on a scale of one to five, just gut instinct. How do you feel like, oh, I kind of want to read that. Or eh, it can wait. I'd give it a two. Going a two. Like I said, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna kick it off the nightstand. <laughs> yeah, I don't kick any of these off. Let me clear to our <laughs> listening audience again. If I give it a one, well, I'm throwing know. it away or anything like that. Yeah. Much like uh, one of our sister shows, Action Film Face Off. Don't worry, folks. We do the math for you. Good, because I'm surprised. I don't even know what I needed well, to do. It's I, grab bag surprise prepared. attack, man. It's the GBSA. <laughs> GBSA. Coming at you live. And on our initial episode of Grab Bag Surprise Attack with me and my buddy Pat Sampson, the champion of the bag is Superman number 112, June of 1996. It was very close between that and Ghost Rider 14. So they know what they're doing when they make these bags, man. Yeah. Front and the back. (laughs) 
Yeah, they got you got some pretty decent ones in there. And what I like about it is that it's you know it's the big two, so you didn't just two. get like an odd one in there. Didn't get any oddballs. Oddballs can be fun, of course. Oh yeah, but, no, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they stocked this bag pretty well. Yeah. And I'd agree with that outcome. I think the Superman and the Ghost Rider would probably bubble yeah. up to the top of my stack, and then the other three would... You know, but the scores pretty much reflect the order in which I would read them, which would be Superman, Ghost Rider, Bishop, and then a tie yeah. between Dark Stars and Beyond. Mm, okay. And I think that's yeah. accurate. That's yeah, how I'd I think read that's it. good. Yeah. So, congratulations, Superman 112. You are the champion of the bag. Champion of the bag. Champion of the bag. And because we do this show for Crusaders Club members, as always, guess what we're going to do, Pat? What? We're going to give away these grab bag comics. Oh, what do you mean? I can't get them? Nope. To read myself? No, if we can't let Jason be in the club, you can't have the grab bag comics. Ah, All right. So I'm going to run that random number generator real quick, and I'm going to press go on that. probably the sound effect i'll use from here on in and the random generator has selected crusaders club member reggie hancock these comics are yours my friend so congratulations 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 to superman 112 you're all winners today (laughs) reggie check your mailbox all right, Pat, do you have any final thoughts for this initial foray into Grab Bag Surprise Attack? I am totally surprised. I wasn't ready to do this at all. That's you know, the whole point of the show. I had my pants on and I had other <laughs> things going on. and Your blood sugar levels were low. Low, yeah. I had this stop to get some candy. I'm like, whoa, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally surprised and I love it. I think this is going to be a fun adventure. Well, I hope so. Well, that is it for this episode of Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Thank you to all the Crusaders Club members who support us here on the Longbox Crusade Network. Definitely thank you all for your support, and we hope you enjoy the content that's being produced. Yes, yes, and we're happy to do it. Now, you might be asking yourself, how often will these episodes be coming out? Well, that really depends on how often I can find these bags as they pop up at my stores. (laughs) But rest assured, when I see one, there will be another Grab Bag Surprise Attack. See you later, everybody. Bye. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-99. You will not regret it. I feel shocked.